0: Hi, folks, you are watching, listening to Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our channels and networks. Some Mike Morales here in sweltering San Gabriel Valley of Southern California. That guy out there is
1: Rick Levy in sweltering San Diego County of Southern California.
0: Yeah, it's a sweltering kind of day. We're all, you know, we're all a little moist. Okay. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> so, Mike, why don't we take a road trip today? I think from should- our usual, from our usual haunts that's a good idea uh uh shall we, we go? go a bit further south where would you like to go
0: <laughs> uh, maybe oaxaca oaxaca you know um okay i'm game if you are you know i've always wanted to see the pan-american highway does it even exist anymore i don't know so uh but yeah we're going to oaxaca because tonight today this afternoon this morning we are going to be dissecting and tasting a brand new mezcal. This is so new, folks, that there is nothing printed on the bottle. Okay. It's called Lord Diego Mezcal. And it's not because it's in San Diego, although he's local, isn't he? I'm, I have to read the information. But Lord Diego Mezcal, look at that. Isn't that cool? Very cool. Very cool packaging. I, I, I got, you know what? So
1: new nothing written on the bottle yet (laughs)
0: nothing on the bottle folks there's there's a there's a story uh, which you know we'll get to but as usual we're just gonna we're gonna drink the juice first and then then we're gonna worry about the story because the story is always um secondary to the juice and i haven't even this is a look at that see it's it's got nothing Mm -hmm.
2: except beautiful bubbles Nice bubbles on the top there. Look at that! Wow.
0: And as you can tell, I have a brand new ring light. I'm so happy. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we found we found money in the budget. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, we're gonna we're gonna pop the seal here on this one really quickly. We're gonna taste it, dissect it. I do have. I do have additional information that I can impart to you folks who are watching. This is uh, uh, it's a high-proof uh, mezcal, so I'm kind of looking forward to it. But we do know the region. We do know where it's coming from. We do know the ABV. It's just um, this this gentleman, uh, and I'll get his name uh, in a second. I'll be able to read you all that information. Um, he He was so anxious to get this to us that did it, you know as soon as it came off the the truck <laughs> that's when we got it uh like so straight I, out of the still say, yeah straight out of the still basically so uh and we'll tell you if that's you know copper pot or if it's uh you know uh which is one of my favorites uh the more ancestral the better off i am so ooh, did you smell this already
1: no, I haven't popped it yet. I was going really
0: pop the cork. I I just broke the seal on
2: mine. Ooh. Ooh I like it. It smells like espadín. Um but we're going to
0: I'm going to pour it in our ostasal jarrito for mezcal, which has got a little wider mouth uh, surface because uh, this is coming color. in at a much higher proof. Look at that lingering bubbles.
1: That's what amazing. is the proof, right?
0: the proof is in the pudding no way <laughs> uh the proof of this uh, is 49 abv that's that's almost right. still strength i mean that pretty much is still strength. 98 proof 98 proof ladies and gentlemen just the way god intended <laughs> um, I can't, the, the aroma is delightful. And yes, it is Espadín. Yeah. It is coming from the San Luis del Rio, uh, Tlacalula de Matamoros, Oaxaca. Boy, that's a mouthful, man. That, that's a lot to say. Right. Yeah, uh, so, check it out. Uh, can you see? Oh, yeah.
1: I got some really nice legs and tears. The me. aroma
0: is so beautiful. It is, I, I don't even have this glass near me. And it's just, it's just wafting, uh, nothing but plant. It's, it's bright um, lighting up the room. Wow, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to show the legs and tears that my lighting is actually uh, pretty good today. There we go. Look at those legs and tears, Rick. Nice. Now with legs and tears, when we, when we look at that, we look at three key elements and one of those is the legs and tears. And it's not necessarily an, uh, an indicator of quality. It's more of an indicator of what it's gonna taste like and feel like in your mouth, more likely your mouth feel. So if it's thin and runny, it's gonna be a little bit more silkier. If it's, if it's thick, it's gonna cling to your palate. It's gonna do what it's supposed to do. And generally speaking, Rick, all the mescalas that you and I have ever had, They've had some great legs and tears and some beautiful mouthfeel. Because, right. you know, pretty and this is coming at a higher ABV. So you're looking at a, as much plant as you could possibly get in, in your mezcal, so. Oh my God, it just, it sings. It says, hello. It
1: does. The espadina is really lighting up.
0: Yes. And, it, you know, we haven't even, I just broke the seal on this, as you saw, I haven't, I have, it's almost like it doesn't even need to open up, you know, an aerate or anything. Exactly.
1: Exactly. It's beautiful. There's no, there's no heat coming off the top of it.
0: Yeah. There's no, there's no alcohol. There's no, it's I mean, not
1: sharp at all. It's just, you, you break the seal and it's ready to go.
0: It's yeah. It's like a ready to drink <laughs> only not, uh, you know, you got to be careful that this is eye proof, folks. So I will tell you, forty nine ABV, you don't want to mess with this. And the beauty of these glasses is you don't need a whole lot to to gain a whole lot. It's just it's plant, it's green, it's vibrant. There's a there's a vibrancy to this.
1: It is. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Like I'm getting I'm getting some hints of citrus, but there is something something sweet and almost floral coming up. What is that?
0: Is
2: it like a- I'm getting at the
0: bottom. I'm getting some minerality, slight mineral minerality. I mean, it is going to bloom. Eventually, it will bloom just like a tequila, like any other agave spirit. Once, it, once the air hits it, it's going to aerate a little bit more. But it's so
2: beautiful, just right out of the bottle. Just, you know, pop the cork. I'm getting some really sweet floral
1: notes.
0: Yeah, I, I see what you mean. It's very, very, uh, gr- well, it's green and floral. Would you say fruity? Is this like a tropical fruit, maybe? Yeah, I think you could say that. I mean, I'm right over here, and I can smell it. I'm I'm like right from here to here. This has got to be like, what, uh, 10 inches, 9, 10 inches? Yeah. And it's, and it's not off-putting, it's not, you know, there's virtually no smoke. I don't, there don't no smoke detected, no
2: fusel oil, nothing. Let's call it mango blossom. <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: it is. It's kind of like a mango, like a tropical fruit. Some people would say maybe even pineapple. I don't know if I'd go that, that maybe that bright, uh, you know. No,
1: because it's not that citrus. The floral part, it's not as citrus as like a pineapple.
0: Okay, okay. It's
1: more like a very ripe mango almost.
0: So it's it's a denser kind of uh, uh, fruitiness, but not not stone fruit. It's not like an, a green apple or anything like that. Not, that, not you know, to me, that
2: that's not what it is. See on this side, I'm getting a little bit more of the, I'm getting earth, I'm getting a little clay maybe. And and um, as we go through this tasting, I'll, I'll get more into the information that, that was sent
0: to us. I'm
1: going to- Can you imagine? I'm just thinking like, uh, when this stuff hits uh, like water and, and mixers, those aromas would just explode. Yeah. So if you're a mixologist and you're looking for something, you know, with a really, really big aroma, it's like you put this in your drink and, it's going to be huge.
0: It, it, yeah, it's just, oh, my God. And just to see the legs and tears on this thing, even in my glass, it's like the more it opens up, the thicker these legs
2: and tears get. Wow. Holy cats. Um, you want to try and dive in a little bit and see what we get on the first pass? Let's go. Let's do it. Here we go. Mm. 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 Oh my goodness. Mm. I got a I got a pepper explosion
1: like underneath my tongue.
0: Right at the lips. It it starts right at the entry I for me. It. And,
1: and it was there was some sweetness right at the lips too, but then I lost it fairly quickly. And it was really just this pepper mouthfeel experience. Um,
0: th- then I, I got this this coating of, um, there was a deep fibrousness. Uh, there was a,
2: I wanna say it was a, uh, um, definitely mineral a, a clay or earth. It's very earthy as well.
0: What do you think of the finish though? I, you know, it, it came in rather aggressively on the, on the mouth field, right at the entry, but it's not giving me that warm fuzzy right now. I'm not sure, I'm not sure why, but.
1: Yeah, I just took a second sip and I'm getting a, a, a much bigger experience on the palate right now. But um, yeah, I'm not getting a lot into the, into the finish. I'm not getting that warmth going down. But I'm getting like a full palate kind of explosion of the the pepper.
0: The the uh, retro nasal really really uh, started with the, uh, the the fibrousness and the denseness of the plant, and and now now that I don't, I don't have anything in my mouth right now, I can see where there's a there's an underlying bit of smoke. It's doing what it's supposed to do is coat the palate nicely, not unlike you know uh, a couple of puffs from a cigar. Where you're not puffing in the cigar, but the 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 flavor and the the to stay coated, you know, um, that's the mm. the mark of a. Now yeah. I'm
1: getting some 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 nice numbing around the gums.
0: Oh
2: yeah, yeah. The, the I got to go in again. You've already had two two passes here. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Wow. Mm. <clears throat> there's just a slight bitterness on the sides
0: of your tongue underneath. Nothing off-putting. It's supposed to be there. Um, damn, that's a lot. That's dense. There's a lot going on in this flavor. The denseness, what's interesting is I didn't get that much denseness, that much plant or fiber, what I call fiber, on, on the nose, it's all in the flavor. The nose is just bright and fruity.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm finding that the nose is not matching what I would expect of the flavor. Yeah. Um, not that there's anything wrong with the flavor.
2: It's, you know, the, the espadine presence. That's really I gotta say that that, thing that's, that sounds really balanced. And now that
0: I've had a couple of two, three passes, and it's beginning to coat my palate, that little bit of bitterness on the on the sides of my tongue are are there. It's okay. It's not it's not off-putting. Um, some people will call what they're sensing in their mouth after after they've swallowed their sample as smoke. That's residual, probably, along with earthiness and I'm getting clay. It's, it's like there is a, a an earthiness, like wet cement clay, a little bit, not a lot. I think I think it's more minerality pro- probably. But, Did they?
1: Do you think they distilled in those ancestral clay pots?
0: You know, let me check. I'm going to look at the information that we got sent, and and uh, bear with me here as I there we go uh let me let me turn this up a little bit so i don't have to wear my glasses to do this oh never mind i'm gonna have to wear them anyway um okay so the gentleman who made this happen for us his name is gary diego and uh he says i just uh, sent you a bottle of lord diego Mescal, uh and you should have it a few days uh let's see I am part of the family that owns Lord Diego Mezcal from Oaxaca. My family's from Tlacalula de Matamoros, Oaxaca. Um, my family has been producing Mezcal Oaxaca for quite some time, he doesn't tell us how long. And we have decided to now get our installation certified uh, to start exporting. It is a lengthy process of the paperwork and that explains why our bottle doesn't really have a whole lot on it. Uh, but I understand that they've speeded things up to get it to the market as soon as possible. Okay, uh, excuse me. Uh, what I sent you is a mezcal artesanal, not ancestral, made with espaline. Uh, this is our Hoven expression from San Luis del Rey, Tacaluda, Matamoros, uh, Oaxaca. It is at 49 ABV. Uh, this is where we found our sweet spot. Sweet, strong, and smoky. He's calling that smoky. Uh, I hope you enjoy the Mescal as much as we enjoyed making it for you. That's all the information that we got, uh, and that says plenty. It doesn't tell us who the the hand of the maker is. I'm assuming it's family. Uh, the, if it's a, if it's artisanal versus ancestral, uh, they still they it, it they're still fermenting with fibers, pretty much uh if they could use a shredder i'm going to assume they're using a taona uh because they, they can not mm. use one or the other um when it comes to ancestral the difference between ancestral and artisanal is our ancestral there's no metal that touches the 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 juice or the plant it's all you know rock clay and you know, paper rock scissors right uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh but when you know with artisanal, they are they do allow you know the maceration happening with a shredder, um, and and by and large, even the artisanal um, brands will ferment with the fibers. They don't necessarily distill with the fibers uh, like some ancestral will do. But this is uh,
2: this but this has got a flavor that's almost ancestral. This really yeah. walks that border. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm enjoying that minerality. It's like you and I review a lot of tequilas from Amatitán, which is known for its minerality and uh yeah. yeah.
0: The uh um uh, but I I'm
1: I'm, I'm I'm now getting I'm now getting more of the sweetness that um that I on my initial sip I got like right at the front of the palate and then it it dissipated pretty quickly, but you know, after two or three sips here, it's, it's like the whole experience is kind of building.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, that's the mark of a beautiful agave spirit, beautiful mezcal or Ricea or uh, 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 sotol does that as well. You know, it's at the moment. More- I'm,
1: I'm sensitive. I'm sensitive to the amount of smoke. Know the amount of smokiness in the mezcal. I don't go for the super smoky ones. The my first mezcal experience was with one that was extremely smoky, with like, you know, the whole burnt tire thing going on. And at that point, I was like, wow, maybe I'm not gonna be into mezcal. (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, this is the smoke is like just the right accent, it's not overpowering. You just know it's there.
0: It's it's very much an afterthought, and really you don't you only know it's there after several passes because it starts to coat the palate that's exactly what smoke it that's what the smoke is supposed to do okay um we i don't even get it on the nose you know and and that's always right. a good sign uh i have had agave spirits from other states uh, that that had some fusel you know some fusel aroma that mm. needed to be aer- aerated out but the juice itself was really delicious. I, I've never had that happen before because usually if the aroma has got fusel oil, everything's going to taste like, like kerosene. But it, this one didn't. So what surprises me is this, there's a, there, that balance, but the nose is very sweet. But on the, on the intake, like you said, the sweetness disappears and the pepper takes over, the, the, the denseness of the plant. It. He's calling it artisanal. I want to know more about the process. I really do, because, <laughs> because it's coming across like a like an ancestral. It's got that deep, yeah. layered character that you know we've had it with a, with ancestral mezcals before. Um, but I think the brightness is what gives it away, because I think the only way that's possible is 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 with a, a copper pot still, you know, versus right. uh, versus a, a olla de barro, a, a clay still.
2: But if
1: we had to guess, we might say like uh, you know, uh, Tohono maceration, uh, uh, fermentation with fibers.
2: Yeah,
0: I I, uh, I would go there. Now, th- what's interesting is the the finish. Even though it's not a warm fuzzy, the finish all ends at the back of the throat with this heat, this this pepper heat, like like mm-hmm. a like a like capsaicin almost. It reacts almost like a like a jalapeno heat. But it doesn't transfer to the rest of the finish. It just stays right there in the back of your throat and then gone. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It doesn't go down.
2: That's weird, man. That's that's like okay. All right. Um, so Rick,
0: bottom line. Are we gonna call this a brand of promise? Absolutely. Boom. Brand of promise. (laughs) I I
2: can't I
0: can't express how delicious this is. Now, okay, you 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 do the cocktails. What would you, you 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 know it's at at 49 you know, 49 ABV, it's gonna shine. What would you do with this? Because I I, I think that's gotta have a substantial, I think it should be in a substantial cocktail. You know, I think it's too substantial for like a Paloma or something like that, or would you go that way?
1: Yeah, point? yeah, it was really, it would just completely take over a paloma. Um, and just overpower everything, especially with the aroma. Um, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I haven't done as much mixing with uh, Mezcals, but um, yeah, I know there's some very talented mixologists out there that are always looking for
2: for a good material to work with. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, it's the nose is right. Like you want to have something it's
1: like I would want to have something that's, um, you know, definitely something that's probably chilled, um, something with some kind of citrus accent to it, probably with uh, like Sal de Gazzano around the rim. Oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, something that really uh, would take you, uh, you know, further from the sort of sweeter citrus drinks that we're used to, um, and, you know, bring in some of those other, uh, you know, more varied things that uh, you can bring in. Um, I don't know if that says anything, maybe I'm uh, rambling. You know,
2: <laughs>
0: well, the the thing is, there's so much character going on and there's so much depth. but. Yeah. the nose is bright and you know but it's not
1: and you could use that to contrast with other things you might want to bring in because it could hold its own against these other things you'd want to mix with
0: i i think you know and i'm, I'm just thinking off the top of my head because i'm not, i'm not a cocktail guy but i'm thinking you know we talked about tropical fruit so maybe something like a like a, a, a mango style margarita um but I think this would hold up with some really unusual margaritas. I mean, there's avocado margaritas, you know, things that are, that, that are thicker. Um, there's a lot of people doing like chocolate, what was it? Chocolate martinis or something like that. This thing would really shine with, with, with deeper flavors. Right. Um, I don't know, even a, what do you think? A
2: Manhattan? Yes. No, maybe. Or, or am I just, you know, I wonder about maybe uh maybe a rosita. You know, like a
1: mezcal negroni.
0: There you go. That's that's it. That was the that was the cocktail I was thinking of. I, not necessarily the Manhattan but the Negroni, I think that's a good idea. I hadn't thought of that. Cuz then you can you can even uh light the the uh, the orange peel, you know, and and, and, yeah. and add the smoke that it already it has. Would be enhanced with a little bit of that orange oil, orange rind, you know. Um, yeah, you yeah can even
1: you- do some interesting things with this along the lines of like a like a Bloody Maria or something.
0: Well, yeah, because it'll stand up to that for sure, man.
2: Um, you know,
1: you could certainly have this alongside some sangrita. Not that it would, not that you need it, but it's that kind of powerful contrast that this could could stand up with.
0: Yeah. I I agree. Um, Even, you know, what, even, even uh, with, with uh, dried meats, cheeses, you know, charcuterie. uh, uh, Oh, yeah. Just on itself, you know, and, and, uh, and with, I I think I would go meats, myself, meats and cheeses that Mm. were a little bit denser. I think it'd be a great food pairing. Oh, I'm thinking olives. Yeah. Yeah. Even though there's no brininess either, you know, it doesn't have that, that brininess, but. Yeah, is there such a thing as a mezcal to, uh, a, a mezcal martini? Where you where you like you know?
1: There's gotta be.
0: There's gotta be. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, you I can over- have like
1: a, a dirty mezcal martini. Oh. 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 Oh, I like that Stirred,
0: idea. Stirred, <laughs> not shaken. Stirred, not shaken. There's I might
1: a- I might have to go do this right after.
0: This. <laughs> uh, just call him James James Bond. You could use
1: the uh, you could use the uh, jalapeno stuffed olives and...
0: yeah that's what I was thinking <laughs> uh, you know I'm thinking dried meats you know dried uh, uh, you could go dried fruit like dried tropical fruit you know like the dried peaches and the, the pineapples and the mangoes you know that you yeah. get like in trail mixes but they don't have or if you're doing them yourself you're drying them you know you have a a, 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 a dehydrator and dehydrate your own fruit. You know, I know, I
1: but I think you're to something with like the you know, cured meat and
0: cheeses yeah. and might even maybe even nuts because it is dense enough. It's got that fibrousness with it. You could, you know, uh, almonds maybe uh, something denser. You know, some some other type of nut that's got a little bit more character. Cashews. I don't know. Um, yeah, we're just shooting in the dark, but this is this yeah, is lending no, itself to really a lot all. of possibilities. Now. Here's what I'm going to tell you. We don't have any information as to where this is available, if it's available. We don't even have a price point, folks. So I got nothing yeah. to tell you, all right? But if you're watching us on on YouTube or you're listening to us on the podcast, shoot us an email or send us a comment right there on the bottom. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell give us a like cuz that helps with the, you know, the algorithm. Uh but if you've had it, tell us what you're doing with it and and what you're paying for it because i got no clue i got no clue because see that's the other thing if if uh, you know the price if the if the price precludes mixing it in a cocktail uh then you know then maybe your best bet is to do the the meat pairing kind of thing but i don't know i i think that the the depth and quality of this is a great sipper but i you're right i i'm thinking i'm thinking martini you know, with a little bit of brininess yeah. might even balance that out a little bit, um, whether it's for the olive or olive juice or, you know, whatever. Um, but I think it'll work. Uh, I'm impressed as hell. I want to know more. I want to know, nice. you know how they're making it. Yeah, this is this is wow. Amazing. Oh, and you know what? Right here at the bottom, it's
2: still it still has that bright nose. You don't. There's no fiber in. it. This is still my first my first sip, uh, pour
0: I mean, the only thing I'm getting was that that slight denseness that I got in the middle of the glass at the beginning. Other than that, bright, brightest by the end. wow, that's beautiful. Very well done. Um, but anyway, Brand of promise nominee. I, you know, I think we should nominate it for packaging and the Miscal packaging also. I think yeah I'm, I like this. This is a. This is really a special box, uh, you know. Uh, Monolithic. A... Yeah, and it's uh, different because it does have the, the foil. What does it say on the inside? You know what? Hang on a minute. Before we sign off, let me see if there's anything in English or Spanish that I can uh Mezcal una bebida artesanal de derivada del corazón de la see, cocinado. Yours is in Spanish? Yeah, it's in Spanish. Mine is. Yours. Mine's in English. Really? Yeah, stay say in English? Mezcal is an
1: artisanal spirit derived from the succulent agave, elaborated from the heart of the agave, then cooked in a slow, intricate roast process in an underground earth oven. It is praised for its authenticity and craftsmanship, and no two batches are the same. Lord Diego Mezcal is handcrafted from the agave fields to the distillation process on, <laughs> excuse me, family owned and operated Palenque distillery. We hand select the finest agave at the peak of their maturity. We cook the agave slowly for days, then are pressed to be naturally fermented. We then masterfully distill like it has been done for generations to ensure the optimal levels of flavor and character. Lord Diego shares with you a fine collection of mezcal made in Oaxaca, Mexico, our priorities are to preserve the culture and the sustainability of Mezcal and the people from our family to yours.
0: It's exactly it's very well translated. It's right, like right on. It's exactly what I have, only in Spanish. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. I I I still want to know a little bit more, but that kind of clears up a lot of things. It's uh so they've got a mission, uh, they're a family, um, and they got a great. They got great juice to start with, and if, and if they if they're going to come out with more different plants, different different expressions, I'm I'm in. Send them to yeah. us. Send them to us, Gary. Uh, we're we're, <laughs> uh, we're we're hooked, man. Uh, but anyway, folks, that's that's our take on Lord Diego. And again, if you've had it, tell us what you're doing with it. What you know, if you're putting it in a cocktail, what you're paying for it. We really would like to know more. Uh, but that's our take. I'm Mike Morales here in the San Gabriel Valley of Southern California. That guy out there is
1: Rick Levy in the San Pasquale Valley of Southern California.
0: You folks have been watching and listening to Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our channels and networks. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, please. uh, If you're listening to us on the podcast, uh, you know, don't forget to subscribe And leave us a comment if you're watching us uh, on YouTube. Let us know what you're doing. Uh, But whatever you do, tomar sabiamente.
2: (laughs) Wisely.